The third season of the business podcast Grow Now will address a multitude of questions that every entrepreneur has encountered or has asked himself at least once. The untold story of what an entrepreneur's life is made of, the enthusiasm and the true beauty of entrepreneurship, a journey that happens either because of necessity or due to the opportunities presented. But is it for everyone? Join us for the answers that this exciting new season has in store. Hello everyone and welcome to the Entrepreneur Story, the new season of the Grow Now podcast. My name is Raluca Gomeja. I'm an international business owner, speaker, consultant, coach, and mostly what I do these days is supporting entrepreneurs grow their life and their businesses. I have two big passion in life, one for people and one for businesses. So seeing people and businesses grow, it is what gives me a sense of purpose. In this new season, I'll be focusing on sharing secrets to open and grow any businesses. These are the stories nobody shares, the tips, the real truths of what it means to have a business and live an entrepreneurial life. Nobody prepares us to be or become an entrepreneur. There is no specific school for it, and most of successful entrepreneurs who can share their stories are too busy to do so. So providing you have wondered, would it be good for me to have my own business? Do I really have what it takes to be successful? Or now that I started and see the struggle with it, should I keep going or stop before it's too late? Or gosh, I really work hard. I wonder why my business is not longer growing. This and so many more answers in this new season. While you may listen to this podcast while driving or doing something in parallel, I will definitely encourage you to take notes, at least for the tips and things to do, as this is the best way not only to remember, but also to implement, because the key is implementation. And as most entrepreneurs have no time, we'll keep it short, 10-15 minutes per week, so you can actually make time for you and your business. People ask me, is this the right moment to start something different, to be innovative, to implement things? Sure it is. Most of us are afraid to invest or even start working with an expert to find ways further. This podcast could be the affordable way to actually start doing and see the results before you decide to invest in working with someone. Ready? Let us start this beautiful story of entrepreneurs. Hello, my dear friends, my dear listeners, and welcome back to your entrepreneur stories. After talking about company monies versus your own money, after how much do your time worth and how much do you charge, this week I want to address with you the topic of how much you pay your teams. Now, this is funny because this is a topic that came out of the blue with two of my dear clients this week, and it was just the next topic on the list linked to value and money. So I guess life has a way of putting examples in front of us when we need to do a weekly podcast. Just kidding. I just hope that uh, I know some of you may not yet have employees and may think about, okay, how is this relevant to me? Uh, Yet, providing you're listening to this podcast, sooner or later, your business will grow and you will have employees. So maybe it's just... um, avant-première, as we call it in French. So before moving forward, just listen. There is always something that you can learn out of it. 
So how do we pay our people? When do we know when we pay them enough? What is the risk when we pay too much? And so many questions we try to address during this episode. To start with, it is never quite easy to decide what is the right payment for people working for us, especially in the entrepreneurship world. Calls for large companies, multinationals, the rules are quite clear and we apply what we call a median in French, the midpoint to the market. So why is this different for a business owner, especially a small business owner? First is because he is the owner and it is his business or her business. So by default, business owners are having a different relationship with their employees, a more direct, more subjective, more personal one, if you might. Second, because as business owners, we are not so used to deal with employees. So most of the time we take decision out of vibes, emotions, feeling, and a little less from the owner or business point of view. And finally, most business owners have this image of people working for them may not be so easy to find because the good ones, they could work for multinationals instead and so forth, basically those pushing them again into some more difficult or unreasonable decision altogether. Okay, so what is the issue here? When we hire our first people, that's quite okay to have a very personal relationship and to work on vibes and all. Yet, when we reach, let's say, 10 people, it is far more challenging to have that personal interaction all the time. Now imagine you reach 100 people. Not at all the same topic, isn't it? The risks are coming in multiple ways. One of the risks is that most entrepreneurs will tend to overpay their staff. Why? Because of all the reasons we just mentioned before, especially in some parts of the world where they think, one, this is only fair, and second, these people are my people, so it's normal to do most for them. It's like my family, isn't it? The issue is coming with the fact that sometimes without a clear presentation, a clear explanation, a rationality if you want, the same people may take it for granted and be less efficient all in all. The second risk is about the fact that most entrepreneurs, they lack the feedback skills. They don't necessarily know how to say no or how to highlight efficiency, performance or profitability issues. Therefore, they may overpay compared to the work the people are actually putting on. And at the longer terms, this is not sustainable for any kind of business. And the final risk may be that most entrepreneurs, they are very operational and present in the moment without thinking of the consequences of their salary strategy on the long run. And it is difficult in any company to decrease salaries once you started with a high level. Yet when things are not going well, we may not have the possibility of continuing overpaying our people. So in order to make it sustainable, it is easier to pay fair amount of money and to keep it consistent from one year to, the, to another than to overpay from the beginning. And of course, I do hear a lot of entrepreneurs telling me, well, it is only fair to pay my people more. And I don't want to debate on that. 
most of the time the argument they will give is like they are contributing to my success or they will leave if I pay them only what the market will pay and a few more reasoning to, to comfort themselves in their own decisions. And all that may come with also a feeling of guilt of I'm using these people or unfairness and so forth, which you all know by now is not very efficient all in all, nor for the business owner as a person, nor for the business itself. While I do agree that it's not necessarily a straightforward topic, here are a few things that you may consider when you decide how much you actually pay your people. And again, this is the moment where you can take some notes and reflect on our, your own situation after all, and which are the one of the things that you can actually apply in your own personal case. And by the way, providing you don't have the answers in these five points that I will give you, just reach out at contactiamandparis.com and I will be more than happy to take this issue further and detail it in the episodes to come. Ready? So the first one. Link salary to performance. You want to be sure that you don't overpay lack of performance. Not only this is not good for the business and it's not sustainable, putting the business at risk when salaries are not followed or driven by performance but also it creates demotivation for those who do perform when they see colleagues that are making over the average with an under the average performance. So why they should keep doing overwork or overperforming? Second, when you do pay over the average, let them know you are doing this and what is the reason you do so. I usually don't recommend that, yet providing, let's say, you pay 10% over the market, they shall understand it's not because you are stupid or you don't know better, but in a conscious, reasonable choice of investing into your own people. If you want paying a premium or investing in advance in a performance that will come, if you prefer. Third, Salary is not the only way to pay your people. You can always fix a salary within the average and have a variable one or a variable part way above the average. That only creates performance, profitability and motivation overall. A variable pay, it's usually mistaken or confused or kept only for commercial jobs, for example. While it can actually be used in any type of jobs, one way to do so is, for example, with common team objectives. And while they are reach all of the team's objective, the entire team get a variable part. Hope this is clear for you. Um, the first one, the fourth one, it's while remuneration or payments in general can be fixed and variable, anyone can add an exceptional revenue based on a percentage of the profit that is redistributed to the employees. Again, that creates a sense of belonging, interest on a long-term and commitment to the company. And that is pushing everyone to create additional profit because they will have a share of it, isn't it? So you see, so far I was talking about a fixed salary. Then I was talking about a variable salary. Now I'm adding what we are calling a bonus or like um, a share of the profit, if you like. And finally, 
money can come in different forms. Mostly that may be less expensive for the company and having a much higher impact than one may think of. As for example, training. People love to be trained. They feel appreciated. They feel they are growing. And when the teams are growing, the company is growing. They feel that the companies value them. It's investing in them. So overall, this is a way of creating wealth for both the people involved in the training and the company. And overall, with a real minimum cost. Other advantages may include specific benefits that could also have a value for the employees and the little cost for a company, especially some of them have some fiscal incentive linked to them. You see, overall, one lesson each entrepreneur may want to learn. And myself, actually, I learned it in a very um, personal way at a very young age from my N plus two when I resigned uh, from my previous company and he actually came after me and had a long talk with me and he brought me back after a two, hour, two hours talk. And that talk remains still today one of the examples of how to handle people. I use it a lot in my day-to-day -day job. I use it when I was running teams of 200 people and I'm using today when I'm running smaller people uh, teams. And I keep saying that to all of my uh, clients. What he did, he, he did ask many questions including what I really wanted and indeed he talked very well uh, about my motivation. He put a lot on the table except one thing, the salary. And he said this big lesson, if you are living for money, just go, I will not keep you, I will not compete with the other salary. Because if money are your motivation, nobody will keep you too long. You are a star. People will pay for you as a star. And you will change jobs one year after the other. I'm not into that, he said. Sure, your salary will increase with us as well. But that cannot be your primary motivation. And it is true. Remember that those who stay for the money will live for the money, for more money even a little bit more money. They are not those you want. So find what motivates your people and make them stay. Because money, they can always find more money somewhere else. And those who do will always live each time they can have more money somewhere else. So I hope this is helping. And again, providing you have more questions or more challenges about today's topic, please reach out. I'll be more than happy to talk about it more in the episodes to come or even masterminds to come. Let us know. Thank you for listening. And for more information on her business coaching, ebooks, and mastermind programs, please visit mitraluka.com.